Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 Hmm. You sound happy. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose. Well, I'm not. Hopefully, not going to die. Well, Onwards and upwards. Well, I, I have okay. So the least likely to survive is is Bunkle, then then me, and then Tommy's the most likely to survive. Or Solara. Well, I'm saying of the actual characters here. I know, but she's 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 still a party member. But yeah, oh, I know yeah, what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I guess I am, but kind of all depends, really, because if you if you Health get wise. clonked, then I've got a great big boat that can't go anywhere. So. Yeah, we'll we see. talked about it last time that the boat might actually move without me if oh, I'm dead. That's true. If you're dead, yeah. So I, so yeah. I have to make sure. Go on, yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, I was just. Gonna, I, I don't think it actually specifies. Interestingly, I mean, I guess the assumption there is the person who cast it moves it. But I think I, I said last week I was representing that by you being like holding on to like the uh, the swan feather, even though I think that technically gets consumed by the spell. I just think that's a nice visual for you being in command of the ship, but <laughs> I don't think it actually says next to it how it uh, moves. So uh, I guess if Sophia dies, if Tommy's on the ship, he can move it. I don't know if that means if someone else is on there, he can dispute you for ownership of the ship, though. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of wills. <laughs> hmm. Interesting thoughts. But uh, yeah, I guess... I mean, they'll be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and the corpse of Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, yeah. he's, he's not a corpse yet. He has one death-saving throw left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure he'll be, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. You got this, dude. You got this. How, how yeah. have I possibly got this? He stood next to me and will, like, if he hits me one more time, that's two extra death save. Saves failed. And I've only got one. Well, he's saying I've he's... got this all the time. I just, just paraphrase <laughs> yeah, We're just helping you out here. <laughs> he's, <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's had his turn now, hasn't he? So, so it's, it's on to the next turn. So he can't attack you for a whole nother round. So. Mm. <laughs> a whole six seconds more of life. Exactly. You can hang Wonderful. in there. Every bleeding, out. bleeding out. <laughs> Hallucinating. Talking to a rock. Yeah, that's how Rogar lived his life, and that's how he's going to end it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to recap, I mean, I think this, I might be right in saying that this might be the most brutal combat we've ever done in terms of scale and the power of enemies and the sheer chaos that was going on around all of this. Like, I don't think we have anything that kind of comes close to this in our uh, long and illustrious histories. <laughs> nope, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Not 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 even boss fights before, because there's never been this many minis on screen. It's mm. you know we 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 haven't we probably haven't even discussed them the the amount we've got. I think we might have mentioned that you had to add like another extra orcs because there's, there's twenty orcs on here. Yeah, and that's only a part of what we've got. Yeah, and I mean, this doesn't count, like, all the other gnolls on this side of the camp. Like, I've kind of kept this contained to this little bit of the leadership area where this fight's going on, but you can imagine the rest of the camp is also full of enemies. 
you've you've set off a bit of chaos on the orc side, which is keeping them distracted. But yeah, there's there is a lot happening here, and uh, ah, not exactly how I intended this uh, little arc of uh, well, this little quest to come to an end. But <laughs> it's it's coming to a sort of end anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I guess to to recap here last week. The fight continued between Hell Knight Karnak and Rogar McLeod. And Rogar, I don't know, seeing uh, seeing the writing on the wall started to beseech his higher powers, started to go down swinging in the ways he knows how, praying to his, uh, praying to his deity, kind of acting a little bit crazy and putting his faith in things beyond his kin. And it, it had some interesting results. He managed to uh, disorient... Karnak a little bit, and you knocked him down at one point. But unfortunately, it wasn't quite good enough when Karnak was able to put you down for the count. I believe we ended the last episode with him basically running you through, shattering your shield, and impaling you to the ground for two failed death saves. Yep. Yeah. While all that was going on, Sophia decided that with Menderax distracted by Tommy shooting him in the side of the head, she was going to cast Sanctuary on herself and just run. <laughs> Which, you could say, has worked quite well. You managed to get out of immediate danger with the gnolls surrounding you, but unfortunately, uh, Bloodseer and Amira yelled out for Volreth to stop you, and he has been doing a pretty devastating job of tearing you apart, trying to get you to stop moving. Bastard. Yeah. This basically resulted in Tommy kind of circling around the camp to, uh, one, lose the people pursuing him, and two, come help you out, as did Solara, and you're all kind of down on the embankment of this horribly polluted river that runs through the camp. And Sophia finally, after ever so long, summoned the boat. (laughs) The boat. The boat. (laughs) Boats and hose. Right. So now we have a giant swan boat taking up the bulk of this river in terms of width anyway, and it's going to have to maneuver its way out of here once one of you, or hopefully all of you, are onto it. Right now, however, Sophia is surrounded. She has a knoll pack leader, a regular knoll, and Volreth stood around her. But Solara, still looking like a knoll, actually, managed to banish Volreth. So there is a window of opportunity here with uh, Tommy also coming to support that maybe... You guys can get away. And you had a little moment where Tommy and Rogar kind of locked eyes and I guess kind of said your goodbyes in that little unsaid moment. So I think Tommy's made up the mind to go. Sophia, I don't think you see any other way out of this. And Solara, I mean, at this point, just wants to survive. So this kind of seems where this is heading. Yeah, I would I would say so. I, I had in that moment where I checked on Rogar, it was kind of an option potentially I was as if saying do you want me to do something and the look he gave me was no was it was effectively go so that's what I did yeah and yeah I mean I, I know he's got his own plan I as far as Tommy knows Tommy doesn't know if this is actually going to plan for Rogar it doesn't look like it is from from a from his perspective but he doesn't know to be fair, you've seen Rogar die. Well, have we seen it? Yeah, yeah I, I carried his lifeless. Oh yeah, there's that one back. time. About the and other one... times, I'm saying. I mean, so we've we've 
Seen yeah, him you die. guys have actually seen me die twice. Oh, one, oh, yeah, I think, twice. I think, mm. yeah. Yeah. So right, right at the beginning before podcast even started. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and one other time when uh, Ansia died. Yeah. And then what was the third time? There was, uh, was I died in the dreamlands. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. the third time was you dying to um, our good jester friend at House Landron. Oh, yes, Marcel. sorry. Oh, yeah. that, that also happened, but we weren't there for that one. Yeah. 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 So, so you don't know that he can't just come back. We don't, he doesn't know that. Or no, he doesn't, we don't know 100%. if he knows that. So we're just like guessing. I was like, well, he's done it before. So maybe, maybe well, there's, a, there's a chance. I mean, we, 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 we're really at the point now of, you, well, for Sophia, anyways, saving her own skin. There's, there's not really any. If if we try and do anything here, we're dead. Mm. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean, to to paint a little picture here. I mean, Sophia at, at this point is heavily wounded. I don't think any of you expected Volrath to be quite as uh, vicious as he is. He has kind of torn Sophia apart a little bit, and she's just not looking too healthy. <laughs> no. So it's, it's getting a little dire. It's getting a little dire, I think, for the whole party. Yeah, I mean, this this is kind of our our last shot, really. To well, the last shot that I can think of. You never know, but to to try and escape, and we we we've got a we've got that window opportunity that you've said. So we're going to make the most of it if we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, while all that was going on as well, we had a few other just general occurrences. I mean, Kusator, our Yugolov friend, is still locking down the Hell Portal, at least for the moment. We had the Frost Giant actually provide an unintentional distraction to the creature known as the Eater, another one of these Awoken, who Rogar saw firsthand just how unkillable that thing is as the <laughs> Frost Giant tried to basically break it in half with his uh, giant great axe. And it did absolutely nothing, which, funnily enough, means his magic weapon is still active. I, I uh, I'd forgotten about that because I had him break concentration because he got <laughs> leveled. But that did no damage, so still a plus three uh, more blade he's all in there. Bugger. Hmm. Menderax is off over to the east. He was searching for Tommy, who, I will say at the end of the last episode, just let off some gunfire, which did draw Baroth's attention. His uh, little hunting party started heading in your direction, as did one of the flying spined devils who was in kind of close pursuit of you as well the others are a bit further away a lot of a lot of gears are turning here and as you said we we just finished the hell knight karnak's turn as he has put rogar into the dirt which means next up it is the frost giant's turn now the frost giant is with two levels of exhaustion and missing over half its health the fight has gone out of this creature it has soap it up in the most vicious way possible, losing chunks of its flesh to the Eater, and it is no longer willing to participate in whatever the hell was going on over here. So it's going to do as it's told, and not cause much more of a uh, ruckus. Which means, Sophia, it is your turn. You are stood next to the swan boat. You've got this dangling rope bridge behind, sorry, dangling rope ladder just behind you but you still have these two gnolls either side of you, and you can see the kind of flickering form of Volreth as he's disappearing in front of you, and you know he's just been banished by a gnoll that you have a, a striking suspicion is Solara, given that she launched a lightning bolt and then a banishment. It's kind of her MO. So, uh, what do you do, Sophia? Right. First of all, 
What's happened to Jowen's hounds? Uh, they are fucking about on the orc side eating meat and things at the moment. Oh, shit. That didn't work. But otherwise, I just remembered them. And then we've got these invisible things that were on top of the tents. Yep. Why did I remind you of those? Oh, I hadn't forgotten them. <laughs> oh, right, okay, so... I, I mean, if, if, if you got a chance, if you could, if you could rub that, you rub your dust onto your eyes, that'd be cool. <gasps> um, but you don't really have a chance right now. No. I am going to nope the fuck out and go on the swamp. So you're going to take two attacks of opportunity from the gnolls? I am indeed. If they pass their wisdom check. Yep, yep. So uh, remind me, what's your DC? Oh, it was nine. Nine. Okay, yeah. so. Let's do the regular knoll first, the weaker of the two. So he can take a swig. So wisdom saving throw with his incredibly poor wisdom. Five fails, loses his reaction. Now let's try the pack lord. See if he can uh, do a little better. Twelve. That's good enough, Um, I believe. Bastard, yeah. Okay, he's going to take a single swing at you with his glaive. uh, Attempt to cause a bit of damage before you leave. Twenty-two. Oh, meets it. Beats, you bastard. That was a good roll from it. That was. I have have superior AC right now. Mm. Also, you need to... I I think we forgot about this last time, so I'll... And I forgot about it, so we'll ignore it. But you need to make a con save for that uh, shield of faith you put on yourself. Oh, is it it con, is it? Yep. Bugger. Concentration. Come on, con. 17. Yeah, 17. No problem. You were... Take the hit, but keep on going. So you've, you're doing your full movement of that rope bridge then. Okay, so your first move, oh. given that you took those attacks, you are on the boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and I'm holding an action. Because I've heard Tommy with his gun. I know Tommy looks like a knoll. No, he no, looks it, like an orc. He looks like Joran. Yeah, but I still yes. look like the same orc you yeah. I did before. So. so I'm going to hold an action for when he gets on the fucking boat. To make the boat move. Okay, I'll, I think that's fair enough. That it's like your dash action, but for the boat. Yeah, towards Solara. And you're going to move down past Solara, are you? Just to kind of so she's so we're a bit further away from these knolls, I guess. Yeah, I I will need her to start sprinting because this thing goes sixty miles an hour. No, it doesn't. It goes six miles an hour. I thought it was sixty. It doesn't go sixty miles an hour. I oh, heard sixty eh? last time. <laughs> okay, never mind. Maybe I misheard. Or maybe yeah, it was just okay. wishful thinking. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll say this. Um, yeah, given how like tight the maneuvering is around here, I'm going to say it would take you two movement actions to get off this map, and that's kind of you to safety at this point. So, okay. So okay, what? We'll so effectively, one movement action take us to just past Solara, then yeah. I guess. Roughly. Yeah. And the yeah, boat okay. itself can move like once around effectively that's how we're going to do this like if you get those two moves you're out of here you're good so hopefully if uh tommy gets on the boat this turn on that's one my in- well actually yeah we're in. doing it on your initiative sophia okay, we're saying cool. you're in charge of the boat fun dabby daisy cool okay tommy it is your turn right okay get on the boat <laughs> so are you shouting to me to get on the boat yes right if i move up to here can the orcs down here see me not very well, no. You're about, I think I said, 15 feet down from sliding off the thing. Okay. So they can't, they, they, yeah, they, they, they won't see me over this tent and everything like that, but I know they're there. Mm-hmm. Right. If I was to fling one of my 
pearls from my necklace of fireballs. Mm -hmm. I can throw that 60 feet. Here's my measurement. I'll be able to drop it directly on the leader of the orcs here. You would, yes. And that would be a 20-foot radius, which would hit everybody around him. Yeah, everybody Mm -hmm. around him. The, th- the, the key point uh, Tommy's thinking before he does this, as he does it, is they definitely can't see it's him that's thrown it. No, they will see a moat of flame come over the tent and explode on them, but... They won't know where it's come from. Not immediately. No, and the only the only people that they know of that can cast spells in here are Solara, who looks like a knoll, if they've potentially seen her casting spells over there, and the other knoll. I think you're making a bit of an assumption there, because if you suddenly throw a fireball over this tent and it explodes on them, they're going to have to think for themselves on whether where, what they think occurred. Now, they might think it's the gnolls, they might think it's the devils, or they might think it's this random group that's been attacking them mid-fight. It could be, but but are they going to think it's 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 Joran? I don't know. They won't think it's Joran, unlikely, but yeah, we don't know. We'll, we'll I don't see know. what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a punt, because... I don't want to kill them because I quite like these orcs, so I'm only going to drop a level one fireball on them. But I do want to cause... Basically, here's what Tommy's thinking. He's thinking, right, everything's gone to pot. I'm getting the fuck out. But what I don't want to do is for this camp to go back to normal when I leave. I don't want the entire mission where we lost Rogar and potentially and everything else and all the effort that I've put in up to this point to go back to the orcs and the gnolls kind of go their separate ways. The devils piss off and... This camp is still here, and we haven't achieved anything, so... You just don't want them to attack our fort. Basically, basically, so I'm going to throw <laughs> a fantasy fire grenade at them, in the hopes they don't know it was me, and blow the fuck up, and see what happens. Ooh. Hopefully get the um, the Fate Weaver to Sawn, mostly. That would be oh, nice. He, he, well, he's going he's gonna to have to make a dexterity saving throw along with the rest. Oh, well, yeah, I know, he's, he's mm-hmm. there with the rest of the leadership, it's quite nice. But I, I, I mean, I could throw a ninth level fireball and kill them all. But then, well, maybe not kill them all, but um, certainly kill a bunch of them. <sighs> yeah, just a level one fireball, I think. Okay. Okay, let's do it. So that's what Tommy does. He runs up to here. Well, he doesn't run. He, he makes full movement up to here and lobs. So there's a few dexterity saving throws. Yeah, so roll your damage. Okay, and it is. I don't. I don't do spells, so let me ha- let me look at something. Fireball is eight d six, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, five d six. Uh, Thirty one points of damage. That's just one fireball. But they only take half damage on her, and it's not going to do a huge amount to a lot of these orcs, probably. But it's enough to piss them off and hopefully find. Why do they only take half damage? If they make a dexterity save. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just watching red crosses appearing on the map. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was thinking, and I don't like it when he's thinking. So, eight of the orc warriors, regardless of whether they pass their saves or not, are immediately incinerated. <laughs> Which means I'm going to make saves for the remaining here. Oops. Uh, well, is... you liked <laughs> the orcs as well, dude. I did, but I also don't want them coming in my crib. So <laughs> they, they, Whose start, house? They, they started this. <laughs> they started this. <laughs> also, can all you all see the um, the frost giant, right, with the head of a nightmare horse? 
Yes, yes, I can. It's yeah, quite yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. The way the sprites have laid over each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing some uh, rolls in the background here. I mean, hats off to anybody that actually plays D&D with dice and maths and stuff. Glad yeah, that's how we used to do it back in the day. Because you wouldn't have a phone in your pocket. You uh, wouldn't have a calculator in your pocket, would you? <laughs> to be fair, when I, when I was playing with the kids, I used to make them do the maths in the head. So. Oh, that's, bless you. That's probably a good way to do it, actually, to teach kids and stuff. But, exactly. But no, yeah, yeah, teachers saying that to you. Yeah, you have a calculator in your pocket everywhere you go. I was like, yeah, well, I'll carry a calculator with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking do. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too lazy to just calculate it on the calculator app and I just Google the answer. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's <sighs> what? I've Please don't got... tell me you use the like the the, the voice to text function as well. No, I, I don't, but I've already got Google open. I'm like, I could bother can I be bothered to go down, find the calculator app, open the calculator app, and then type it out? Or can I just type what I want to know into Google and it will tell me? <laughs> Lazy ass motherfucker. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But no, I've tried to turn all the voice stuff off on my phone. I mean, I know Google listens in enough to everything you do anyway. I don't want to like give it a helping hand. Just so it knows that how much of a dumbass you are. Yeah, well, it already knows that from my internet search history. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a really perverted dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When I, when I had kids, my um, my internet search like history went crazy. The the, the, the kind color of is thing... baby poo. Yes, the, the kind of things you look up is that. It's like, should babies make a noise when they sleep? <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. to worry? <laughs> baby hasn't moved while asleep <laughs> is this normal yeah what color is baby poo how many poos should a baby have <laughs> what does it mean when it's green what does it mean when it's black <laughs> why is my baby snoring yeah. <laughs> and the thing is because you are so fucking tired running on like three hours sleep you just are you just you're just thinking about the most nonsensical shit? Like your brain's just not working properly. I'm just like I don't know if this is normal. It won't be quiet. How long should a, can a baby cry for before it's like you have to think they might be in pain? I don't know. It just won't <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay, so my uh, my massive rolling here is finished up. So let's uh, talk about the results, shall we? As I said, eight. Eight orcs immediately incinerated. A null pack leader and null fang of Yinogu, who were stood quite close to this, both failed their saves, so they took the full brunt of the damage. The Orug, who is the heavily plate-armored uh, orc, failed his save, took full damage. Two of the orc warchiefs who were there failed their saves, took full damage. Both Fateweaver Disorn and Tishan failed their saves and took full damage. So they're looking quite uh, burnt. Cordon with both his fire resistance and successful save, didn't really take anything whatsoever. Corden's the, the nice orc. Well, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a lot less nice now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. But it's okay. Okay, that is that's my action and my movement, so I'm going to take a bonus action to dash past the knoll that's used his reaction and get onto the boat. Hmm. Can they attack you? 
they've used. You well, only get one reaction, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That's you only get weird, one reaction. Isn't it? Yeah, oh, I've never they, needed to think about that. Before. We've 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 never needed to think about that before. But that was that was, I didn't I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about whether I should do this. Um, but I just re just recalled it because the way Cookson said he's he's wasted his reaction. I was like, oh yeah, he can't react again. So I'm on the boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> it's going fast, and well, it's not going that right. fast anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not. It's not. 60 miles an hour. It is six miles an hour. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah which means um, now that he's on the boat, means that you're uh, gonna move. Yes. So your trigger kicks off. And I'll say because we're doing this in two turns, you get down to about there. So you pull away from the knolls that were waiting outside, and a lot closer to where Solara was. And with Tommy's turn ending, it's the knolls' turn. Jump on the boat! No, don't jump on the boat, Knowles. Jump on the boat, Solara! <laughs> he also looks like a Knoll. Yeah, Knoll. True. Attack them a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Beros little group make it down to the uh, embankment, but don't really have a lot more they can do at the minute. The Knolls that were attacking Sophia can't really get to Solara, so instead they're going to drop their melee weapons and pull out their longbows and start firing. Oh dear. But I'll come to that in a moment. The two gnolls who just got incinerated along with everyone else but survived, what do they do? Get treated for um, burns. Yeah, go, go, go to the burns clinic. Yeah. They don't really... Uh, you know what, let's, let's do a little, little roll for these guys. See if they can pick up what happened there, or if they just don't know enough to work it out. I'll say those two are a bit too confused by what just happened. They're going to spread out a little bit, just because they got attacked, but they don't know what's going on. They're going to back away from the conflagrated orcs that are dying around them. That's the gnolls for now, though I feel like Namira should move given that a fireball just got exploded next to her and she knows that people were being chased over here. I think she's going to move up and get a spy of this boat that's pulling away from her and keep it in line. So I think she's going to act as well. Especially seeing that Volrath, as she looks over, is now banished and nowhere to be seen. Okay. The gnolls who are within range to shoot, I'll say... I feel like they're going to keep attacking those of you who went on the boat, but because you're on the boat now, you're going to get cover. Because cool. essentially you're just too high to really be noticed. So you, I'm saying you get half cover. So plus two bonus to your AC and deck saving throws. Cool. Okay. So pack leader is going to shoot first. Is he shooting at? Good question. I'll say he gets two shots. He'll shoot at uh, each of you. First one at Tommy. Oh, uh, 22. That's a hit for four points of damage. Four points of damage. And his second shot at Sophia. Ten. Complete miss. Just hits the side of the swan boat. And the other Knoll just gets one attack. He'll shoot... Mm. He'll shoot at Sophia. He was attacking her before anyway. He still make, needs to make a wisdom saving throw, but he misses anyway, so fuck it. I missed. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, misses regardless. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, that's the Knoll's turn. Uh, Rogar, you don't really catch any of this because you're impaled to the ground coughing up blood. And <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. Make me a death saving throw. Come on, Rogar. Can I, can, I, can I, like, take the opportunity just to describe what I feel is going through Rogar's head right now? Go for it. Because I'm going to I'm gonna guess that he's kind of hallucinating a little bit, since, you know, death isn't, like, really normal for Rogar. You know, mm -hmm. it, 
since I've come back to life several times and had dreams, talking to the Whispering Man and all that kind of jazz once I've died. So the way I kind of imagine it in between maniacal laughter, um, <laughs> what you can't... Is it... Has anyone seen the Simpsons episode where Homer's kind of like floating through a dream and then this little dog comes up and says, Quiet you! Yes. yes. And then floats off. Yeah, yeah Mr. Peabody and of, Sherman. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I kind of imagine that, but the rock is, this rock is trying to say something and then Meatbone shows up and says, Quiet you! And <laughs> that's kind of how this is playing out in my head and I'll make the, uh, the death saving throw. <laughs> uh, on that I, note. I, and I want to check before you roll here. Um, your aura affects other people's death saving throws, but if you're incapacitated, it doesn't work, right? Or do you still get it? My understanding is if I'm incapacitated, it does not work. Okay, so this is just straight up then? Yes, straight up death saving throw. And I rolled a 12. 12, so a success. Put mark one in the success column. That's Hooray. hell, what's a fail? Wait, I've got two failures, have I not? You've got two failures. So he needs to make two more successes. Two more successes yeah. or, or, one, or failure. one failure. Yeah. Yes. First and to three of something. Yes, yeah. and I can get hit next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Solara. Her turn. She is going to... Get on the fucking move up onto the boat. <laughs> get on the fucking boat! <laughs> Maintain her concentration. And did she cast a spell? Ticket, please. Hmm. I mean, she can see an enemy spellcaster getting a little closer, who's not acted yet. And she can see Noel's left behind. She doesn't want to use anything with concentration. You know what? She's going to fling a low-level spell. She's going to shoot an ice knife at the weaker of the two Noles. Just attempt to uh, hit him with a blade of ice. She can use this in a long term. Ice knife. Uh... <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> so that's uh, 10 points of piercing damage. And then the knoll next to him, as the ice knife then explodes, needs to make a dex save or take an additional 5 cold damage. In fact, the, both of them <laughs> get hit by the cold damage if they fail the dex save. So first off, the knoll. Can he dodge the explosion that just came out of his chest? Uh, nope. You know, surprise, surprise, when a knife explodes in your face, you uh, <laughs> find it hard to dodge. And the other one was not quick on his feet either, so both of them take an additional five points of cold damage. The uh, pack lord was pretty much at full health, so he shrugs that off, but the uh, the weaker knoll was uh, none too pleased by this little uh, assault. He's looking quite wounded, and uh, that'll be Solaris' turn, I suppose. Which means it's the Eater of Dust's turn. Hmm. Now, he did just watch a fireball blow up a lot of people. What does he do? He wasn't necessarily planning to get involved any th further. I think he wouldn't really do a lot. I think he's kind of good to let things play out now. I don't see why he would care too much other than he was wanting to keep the the orcs alive. Hmm. I mean, the main ones still are. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a pack full of, like, a whole different side of the fucking camp full of them. <laughs> He's missing yeah. a few. Missing a few. Also, I am going to roll Corden into initiative now, and he rolled a 21, so he will be going first at the start of the next round. Um, yeah, the Eater's not going to do anything. He'll reposition a little bit, just to get an eye on things as he sees a giant swan boat. Going... Actually, he doesn't even see that. He's got a unique way of seeing things, and I guess he probably wouldn't see it. 
but he can sense things happening around him that he's not too impressed by. Seemingly something large moving through the water. Bit, bit strange, but anyway. And that's his turn. And now it's time for someone else's turn. As how far can he move in a single round? It's quite a lot. If he moves his full distance and then teleports, I what think... What is that? Do I want to know what that is? Menderax starts oh. flying back across, having heard multiple gunshots, explosions, and bad shit going down behind him. He teleports and is flying, essentially, in this direction. Now it's time for the Devils. They, too, witnessed a huge explosion. They also witnessed Karnak kill Rogar. They weren't attacked directly. They don't care that much, at least the main group. Though the Spined Devil that was out on the hunt is going to continue backing up Beroth. And in fact, is going to dash a bit ahead of him. Start flying over. Okay, that's uh, that's the end of the round. Because uh, Kusator isn't really going to do anything right now. So, Gordon, top of the round now, as he takes his place at the uh, head of the, the queue. <laughs> Ooh... Yeah, he's going to be really fucked off now. He he is very angry. Very, very angry. Is there anybody gnolls that he hates? Devil no, he's surrounded he... by his dead friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gnolls. And <laughs> the gnolls that also got incinerated. Yeah, well, whoever shot them didn't have great aim. Probably yeah. devils. Probably yeah. devils. The devils. Oh, could be the devils. <laughs> yeah, he, he could see the devils. Not all of them. Some of them are pissed off. There's one at the top mm. here. He doesn't know where it is. Some yeah. of them are invisible. Some things are invisible, but then who he doesn't, doesn't know, know they're he there? He doesn't know about that either. Because <laughs> they're invisible. Yeah. I'm going to have him ponder this for a moment. His, his first reaction is to look around him and just see the devastation. Checks that his daughter and his brother are alive. Tishan and Desorn. They both seem okay, if a bit burnt. The fire didn't do much to this strangely enhanced orc body that he has, this almost demonic form. And he's going to make a bit of a perception check to see if he can figure out exactly where that came from. And I will say, he has very good perception. See if he can do the math in his head. Okay, 24. He knows that attack came from somewhere behind him. Just the other side of the tent. Yeah. So... Given that he saw Volreth run in that direction after some human that was fleeing that way, some human that his brother informed him was an enemy that he'd attacked, I think Corden was going to make a move and start coming around this side of the tent. But how fast can he move? That's a, that's a question. Hmm. Only 30 feet. So he moves around the side of the tent and gets an eye on this fucking boat that just showed up. He didn't... Volreth didn't go that way. He went around the other side of the tent. Yeah. Yes, but he's not going to walk past Karnak and, you know, st- all the gnolls in the way. I think he's going to go the shortest distance to see on the other side of the tent. Buggerfuck. Well, he's, he, now he's, he's walked over the corpses of his friends. He can't, yeah. see, he can't see where I threw it from, though. No, but he there. sees a giant fucking swan boat with three <laughs> people riding it, one of which being the prisoner they just had on the Why? north side. But he, then he can't see the spellcasting knoll who stood within ten feet of the spot that I threw it from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck's also, she only moved recently as well. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Like, right now, he can see you guys. I'm not saying he's doing anything, but he can see okay. you guys. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> mm. 
annoying. If he should, if he'd come the other way, he'd be like, "Hey, there's a knoll stood within ten feet of where I know that was thrown from." Hmm, who cast spells? Oh well. I just want them to fight each other. Stop being friends, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. There are other orcs, though. You know what? I'll say at the moment they're just recovering from the surprise attack. Gordon's the only one who took just no damage. Okay. It's Karnak's turn, and he sees Rogar smiling and laughing and blood dripping from his mouth, but he's holding on to life still. So Karnak is just going to lean over you, Rogar, grab the hilt of the blade, and just twist it. And attacking with advantage, that's a, a 30. Yeah, I can't do anything about that anyway. <laughs> so as you're lying there sort of laughing to yourself, you feel the blade, this large greatsword, just twist through your chest, and you feel the last of life's breath leave you, and it all goes dark. For how long? And that's the end of Karnak's turn. I've got, I've got to say though, I've got to say, fucking great effort yeah. to Bonkel and Rogar for that fight. He's lasted what? This is our third session of the actual fight? Well, you know, uh, at the end of the day... I, w- I was lucky, I threw everything I could at him, and I think it was an unwinnable situation, really. Yeah, but the- you-, you threw plenty of curveballs into the mix. I mean, the amount of times you fucking dropped your sword, you dropped your sword twice. What? <laughs> 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 and you Dumbass. still made it ten t- like over ten turns. This is, this is what, this is-, this is turn 11 or turn 12 now? Something like that, I think it's about 12. Yeah, 13. yeah. <laughs> it's... It- <laughs> Why did you it keep dropping ha- this? Happen. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. You were you were lucky. I mean, first first of all, Cookson rolled super low for all the attacks, and then all everything you pulled out of the bag, almost everything you pulled out of the bag was was great, and it worked. And yeah, at the end of it, I don't, I there, I, I can't see a way you could have won that, mate. No, no, that, I kind of kind of realised that you know part way through is you know it's. Prolonged than the inevitable, but you never know. Something, you know, something might have kicked off. The frost giant could have jumped in. The dust eater could have jumped in. You never know. But one of those things, you know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I made, I've made my peace with it over three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. I mean, the frost giant isn't really looking for a fight. So, Sophia, it is your turn. Are you I, doing anything? We are fleeing. We're going the whole six miles an hour. Really okay. wish it was 60. So your little group starts making it away now. Yeah. As you go down on the boat. At this point in time, then I guess I'll ask, what's your plan? Is it just straight to the finish? Are you taking pot shots on your way? Or is this all just we're ducking down behind the ship, uh, hoping no one else attacks us and just getting to the wall as quickly as possible? I mean, I don't want to be prone, but I'm also not healthy. I, I, I think, I think, I, I would, I would say, take cover now. I've, I've done my yeah. hail mary, my last thing I can think of to try and get things to kick off in the camp. There is, we are at a point now where pretty much, you know, the, it, the, the camp is alerted. I think as we've gone past, we've seen Rogar fall. There's nothing really else left for us in this camp. We can cause chaos, but the chaos is going to be attributed directly to a party of a human, a knoll, and Wolfmaster Joran escaping, which is a bit weird. 
Yeah. And I don't think that's that, that causes the kind of chaos I'm hoping for. So yeah, just duck down and try to get the fuck out of this place alive. Do you have a potion, Sophia? Or anything? Ooh. Or do you want to or can you do your um bonus action uh second wind? What do or I did you did you do that already? I have not. D ten plus my fighter level. Yes, I will second wind that motherfucker. Um, just just on on the on the way out, just in case. Uh, yeah, I think duck, duck and duck yeah. and flee. Okay. Fifteen. Noisy, nice. Okay. So you heal for fifteen, just as you're starting to sail away from the focal point of all this, as you're not taking any more aggressive actions, despite some of these people looking to initially chase after you, but you're getting away from them now, quite quickly towards the wall. You will have to abandon your ship to get past, but maybe you don't necessarily want to go out there in a giant swan boat and bring the attention of whatever devils are lurking on the outside either. Probably not the best idea. <laughs> no. We were hoping it was it was sixty feet, uh, sixty meters, uh, sixty miles, because then we could actually batter and ram that ship. But, but, but no. But no, and we probably would have all died on impact anyway. So um, yeah, it, I think 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 we're good. We're just going to try and um, try and get out now while we still can. Okay. I think we're 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 very lucky as we are to have got you know to have managed to get to this point where we're leaving the battle map. I don't think we want to antagonize it anymore. Okay, so effectively a few turns go by here. We see the ship sail away, trying to escape. But while our eyes are still on the main part of the camp, we watch as Karnak removes the greatsword he was wielding from Rogar's chest and picks up Eclipse, now free of any protection Rogar's faith may have offered to it. If you could see underneath his helm, you could see the Anseer's face splits into a wide smile as he pushes the sword upon his back and starts to head back towards the nightmare that he rode in on. The orcs are raging. They don't know exactly who to blame for this unexpected attack. The gnolls are equally angry, some of them got caught up in it. You see both Dasorn and Namira are arguing with each other, one blaming the other for being unprepared, the other casting suspicions on whether it was her who launched the attack. Corden is remaining silent, and if you could see him, you see a mix of rage and grief falling upon him, seeing so many of his clan slaughtered in a single blow. He is only grasping to some shred of logic, because his daughter and brother were not caught up too bad to survive, though they will each bear marks from those flames that they won't easily forget. Menderax lands back down near the Eater, and they, as a group, head towards the Hell Portal, as Karnak and his group of devils start marching towards it. There's some glances exchanged, and Kusator backs away from the portal. They have no real reason to let Karnak stay here. In fact, they want him gone as quickly as possible. The camp is, in many ways, in tatters. Perhaps something can be salvaged. That's if the devils don't just attack. Karnak rides back through the portal he opened, returning, presumably, to the safety of the Nine Hells. His prize recovered. A few moments pass, and 
cannon fire erupts, aimed at the camp. The group of you hear explosions coming from the walls as these large wooden structures are quite easily torn apart by volleys of cannon fire that seems to be coming from a distance somewhere. You can still see those fires on the hills nearby that you were told were the devils. It seems they kept their word to an honest duel, but now that that's over with, they're not inclined to let this place continue to exist, especially with all the demon summoning and worshipping that's been going on here. So they're going to at least give them all a goodbye. You see some of the cannons explode near you as you're heading towards that wall on the swan boat. And there's a few moments where you wonder if you're going to get caught up in it as well. But no shots head in your direction. Solara has dropped her disguise now and you're all just watching this as you try to climb over the wall, which isn't too difficult because you've got the swan there to sort of help you up. It's not just trying to climb a 25-foot wall. It's a lot easier. and It's uh, effectively being used as scaffolding. <laughs> but no shots come in your direction. You manage to land on the other side and start making your way as quickly as you can away from the camp, presumably to relative safety. Towards um, where we know that Martin and um, R4 are hold mm -hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. So you had to go collect them. Dwayne disappeared, obviously, when Rogar fell. So they have had some alert that something's not gone quite right. And you'll have to go deliver the rather mixed news to them in person. I mean, I assume at this point you guys aren't really talking too much. This is kind of the, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here quickly, especially now that hell is being unleashed. Oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's a lot to mentally unpack from... The, the last few hours. Um. It's like, I mean, I'm not calling Rogar Gandalf, but it's that kind of feeling after in the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a whole bit weeping. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm straight. I'm Gandalf for this group. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, we're all, I mean, we're all kind of, I mean, there's, there, there's, there's the element that fucking Rogar the White's gonna rock up um, a bit later on. So. Um, so we don't know for definite. We're not hundred percent sure he's dead, but we also aren't. We we are pretty. We are about hundred percent sure that he's not going to walk out of there after us. Yes. So, with these thoughts rushing through your minds as you go to regroup and hopefully try to avoid any just roving devils, let's see what happened to Rogar as time has now passed. Rogar, as has happened. Time and time again upon your demise, you find yourself falling through the darkness, plummeting for what feels like eons, lost and alone within the endless void. In past falls through this dark and lonely world, you would crash through a barrier, feel your body and mind cut to ribbons by jagged shards of glass. Glass in shape, but forged from the very fragments of reality. The laws of our world, broken and abused as you escape your final rest, thanks to powers far beyond our realms, powers to which death is meaningless. As you brace yourself to crash through that barrier once more, you eagerly await your return to the material plane, desperate 
to grasp down on fresh air and feel the warmth of the sun rest upon your weary body once again. But that does not occur. Not this time. As you reach the barrier, that border between the realms of dream and the real, you slam into it. It cracks beneath you, but it does not break. Panic immediately overtakes you, and rage overpowers your senses. You smash your fists into the barrier over and over, feeling it start to crack and chip away under your relentless assault. A mad fervor overtakes all rational thoughts, and you barely notice the damage being done to your hands, up until the glass finally shatters. A small shard falling away as your arm punches straight through it. The sudden pain you feel snaps you back to rational thought as you watch your arm rapidly disintegrate the moment it passes through the barrier. You pull back as quickly as you can, but the arm is gone. There's no blood, no trace that an arm ever even existed save for the lingering pain of loss that you feel. The fear that had been pushed to the back of your mind through all of this begins to creep forward. Perhaps this time there is no rebirth, no salvation, no hope. All that remains for you is the endless dark of this eternal void. As you place your remaining hand against the barrier, you begin to see shapes forming in the darkness, like thick smoke clouds parting to reveal a world. Your world. Your vision quickly shifts closer and closer until this view beyond the barrier settles upon the familiar surroundings of the Shimmering River camp. You see your body lying there, blood pooling beneath you, the gaping, violent wound on your chest weeping what's left of your life into the earth below. As you see the body of Rogar MacLeod beyond the barrier, you begin to sense a presence approaching behind you and a familiar voice whispers across the infinite cosmos. Rogar, my chosen harbinger, fear not. Within these strange eons, death holds no sway. You belong to me and no other. You herald my arrival in your world. You even carry a piece of me within you, burrowed into your rotten flesh. I bound you within a shell and planted a seed to grow and feed. Now it is time for the empty vessel of your limited form to become that which it was always meant to be. What you were has gone as far as it needed to. What you will be shall break the skies above your world and let chaos rain down upon all. You feel the entity that you've come to know as the Whispering Man, as Nalathotep, the many-faced god, place a large hand on the back of your head. As its fingers close around you, something begins gnawing into the back of your skull, biting and chewing through bone and brain. You feel warm blood pour down your neck in such pain 
that you never knew possible sends shockwaves through your convulsing body. Yet within that cold, lonely darkness, and despite the pain and loss of self, you smile as part of something greater. Your work will continue. In the end, you won. Those who are in the material plane and are still arguing where this all kicked off and are now starting to run about frantically as the devils attack the outside of the camp. The Awoken who have stayed together and stayed close to where this fight took place begin to watch Rogar's body shake violently, twisting and writhing with such force to snap his bones and tear his tendons and muscles to shreds. Blood flows from the gaps in his armor at an alarming rate, and after a few moments, the typical red liquid begins to turn black, a network of black vines congealing out of the blood corrupt the land beneath his body, causing the alarmed onlookers to back away quickly. They hear a howl emanate from somewhere deep inside Rogar's dead body an unholy sound that the paladin could never utter in life. A scream of the void and madness made manifest. Much like Samuel Kren's body oh so long ago, you watch as Rogar undergoes a terrifying transformation. The symbiotic armor splits open to form thin tendons of metal, holding together a rapidly growing draconic form rotten wings covered in those same black veins and strands of metal burst from rogar's back the pallid mask shifts and warps into a diseased dragon's maw that glows with that oh so similar sickly green energy that rogar once channeled into his spells his hands split open to form large claws at the ends of long-scaled legs, his once-ruined tail regrows, and before your eyes, the body of Rogar is barely recognizable anymore. A mix of ghoul and dragon can be seen within this creature. This is no noble dragon that you would see drawn in the illustrations of childhood. This is a warped abomination of a creature. It spreads its wings and once again lets out a terrifying howl that stops momentarily all the orcs and gnolls. They are baffled and frightened, feeling a, a deep primal fear that they would never expect to feel as this creature leaps into the air, batting its wings and flying off into the sky. The group of you who are now outside the camp Tommy, Sophia, Solara, Martin, and R4. You watch as this huge, aberrant, draconic creature flies high overhead and starts heading towards the crown of the world mountains. And I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Woo. How big is he? Very big. You would say huge. Right. That's a very large zombie dragon. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're laughing anymore, dude. 
Well, um, yeah, but I'm not dead. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, are you you? Oh, he's not, he's not been him for a long time. But yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, is, is Cookson just going to take over? Well, for all well, intents I mean, and purposes, Rogar isn't in the driver's seat anymore. I would, I yeah. would, I would, I would say it'd be a bit difficult to run this as a party. Counter <laughs> <laughs> scaling would be a bit difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> you have the normal battle on one side and the kaiju battle on the other side. <laughs> Bunko, I mean, your character is so fucked up that he's—you've had your character sheet taken away from you. <laughs> not, not—you haven't just died. Like, no, no, you're too pivotal. Fuck you. Get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, uh, to be fair, to be fair, no, you know, this is what Rogar signed up for, and this, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm technically still not dead. <laughs> That's really all that matters. <laughs> Just in, we thought things weren't coming up, Rogar. But oh. guess what, motherfuckers? Things are coming up fucking Rogar. <laughs> yep, you're gonna love that when you've got to fight Rogar. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my god, is it still gonna be called Rogar? See, this is this is this is this is the thing. This is this is um. Oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. Thing of the creator when you hand your creation over to the DM. Yeah. I don't think that it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, no, not yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just wait till we have to fight him. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Good, good, good luck, Dick. I hope you um brought your dragon slaying sword. Uh, to be fair, at the, at the end of the day, my new character has no idea what's going on and has no interest in it whatsoever. So <laughs> it could be a long time coming. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you died three times. Cookson gave you three opportunities. Just stop dying, and you'd be fine. Well, I mean, I mean, in in fairness, yeah. Most, <laughs> most, most of the most of the deaths have come from, or no, not not all the deaths, but most of the defeats have come from one v one me bro moments. <laughs> this was the ultimate one v one me bro. I moment. mean, I I kind of understand you're not gonna you're not gonna survive against. Karlak and and probably not survive against Marcel. I'm not. The, I'm not hugely, jester. not hugely happy with the fact that Karnak has his sword back now. Mm. No, <laughs> and the sword's probably going to say hello to um, Atlas. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not I'm not hugely happy with how well we've equipped Karnak. No. <laughs> <laughs> with his sword mm. back and his um <laughs> his turtle bro. Yeah. Right, so so are the are the devils now going to be in the whole giant orcs and null? Is it going to be a three way battle? Well, the uh, the devils left through their their, their portal. Yeah, but they, they still yeah. attacked. Oh, they attacked from outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I, I don't know. It's like artillery being dropped on a bunch of infantry. Yeah, they're yeah. they're just getting blown to shit. And I'm guessing those there's probably another portal up there. Those, but by the time anyone gets out, out of there from the camp. They're pissed off back to the nine hells, probably. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We 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 kind of probably don't care at this point. I think we're still just like escaping. I really, really hope the awoken are dead. They're yeah, not going dead, but I really I hope think, they're dead. One of them t- can't take damage. I know, but still, <laughs> maybe magical. I don't know. 
I think uh, yeah, I think I think Tommy's going to turn to um, Sophia and be like, that, uh, that dragon. Did that remind you of Rogar by any chance? <laughs> that behemoth of a thing. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, 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 the green the light was a green bit... energy, and the fact that you know Rogar looks like a mini dragon zombie, and that looks like a fucking enormous dragon zombie. If if that is now Rogar, something has seriously gone wrong. Well, I think the whole day's gone pretty fucking wrong, to be honest. Oh yeah, and then I go back and lie down. <laughs> well, as that little group there are. Uh watching this monster fly uh, over their heads and off into the uh, the far distance. Let's just move back a few moments to one of the nearby hills that the devils are stationed upon with their hell-forged cannons and other monstrous artillery. We see a group of four riders in black, all riding nightmares, much like Karnak. Three of them look like heavily plate-armored devils, kind of very similar style to Karnak. You would probably say they're like his seconds, almost, but maybe even his personal vanguard that he just decided to leave with a more important target. The fourth, however, appears to be a turtle. Oh, Atlas. As a devil one of the lower-ranking, lesser devils, those bearded ones that you saw as the foot soldiers, walks over to Atlas, and Atlas, from your position, you can see a large swan boat next to a wall, and you know that it's time to give the order to fire, and this devil that has run up to you is basically just asking for the targets. What do you say? So I'm surveying the the, bat, the the kind of the camp from above and saying where, where to drop. Yeah, so you've got this nice juicy target of a swan boat and maybe you can make out some people climbing over the wall there. And you were told to make sure none of the orcs and gnolls got out of this camp. I can't see what they look like from up there though, can I? Hmm, roll me a d20. Okay, a nine. They're kind of small. But that's, that's all I get. Yeah, it's a bit dark, but you see some small figures climbing over that uh, wall. Right, well, I'm going to hat the main light around where they were uh, fighting with the boss. Throw quite a lot down there, because there was quite a lot that I could see gathered around. Um, drop some on the gates. Keep them away from the gates, because we told them not to leave. And that swan boat there, that, that looks like a right target, so... Brought one on the swan boat. I see, you know, might move about and with the range we might get those targets. If not, it's, it's only a few men. Not too much to worry about, but you never know. The rounds can quite often move about. We might be lucky. The devil nods and runs back over to the, effectively the artillery crew, as they start launching cannonballs. These infernally empowered war machines just unleashing devastation upon the camp. You watch as the swan boat goes up in flames, the walls crumble. You missed those three targets as they were climbing over. Unfortunate, but they didn't matter too much, you suppose. Aye, well, when you see your city, you want like a few to get away, don't you? You want to spread the word. Don't fuck with us. So, they can live to tell the tale. 
satisfied with the job well done after about half an hour of bombardment, the group of you leave through a separate portal back down to the Nine Hells for a successful campaign. Alice has never been um, in charge of anything before. He's, <laughs> he's, he's relishing the opportunity. And after all, they were demons and demon worshippers. That's true. I have no, no qualms about killing demons and demon worshippers. Mm-hmm. Trying to conquer the lands around Varadin. Clearly the Indeed. bad guys. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not exactly morally good here, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was that was interesting. Thanks for throwing that on me. <laughs> <laughs> quick, do Scottish. Yeah, quick, do Scottish, and decide whether you're going to target yourself or not. And realistically, yeah, probably am actually, but whether it's worth a cannon shot on three men, probably not. So yeah, if it scatters, it scatters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I like to keep things fun. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> ah. Okay. So the group of you, I assume, are just making the quickest way you can away from this camp. Oh fuck yes. And I don't know if you wish to uh discuss what went down there. Martin's obviously gonna ask where Rogar is. <laughs> I mean I, I've I, Tommy's got some things to tell you all. I'm guessing, well, Sophia's definitely got some things to tell everyone. Yeah. But I think a lot of it's going to wait until perhaps we um, we take a break for the night. So, shorthand version is Rogar challenged. Well, do do you know he's the Hell Knight Karnak? I didn't. No. The devil did say it is the no, Hell Knight he did. Karnak. I did. I did know he was the Hell Knight Karnak, mm. so, and, and I never saw he was Anseer. So, I, so yeah, Tommy will basically say. Look, mine. Uh, we were down there, do what we we're supposed to do. Turns out, rogues had other plans. He uh, he challenged at some fucking point in the past Hell Knight Karnak to a one v one in the middle of all of this. So instead of a sneaky plan where we're going in, you know, trying to set these two factions apart, uh, it turned out that Rogar ended up in a fight, surrounded by a load of devils. All the demons, all the orcs, and all the gnolls watching him and Hell Knight Karnak have a Barney. And uh, yeah, it went as about as well as you expect when you challenge a fucking Hell Knight. Rogar went down. Now, I had a pot shot. I looked at Rogar and he effectively gave me the don't do it. So I didn't. So I don't know what he's got up his sleeve, whether he's got another plan. And as I say, that fucking dragon looked a lot like him. So who knows, really? But whatever happened, he he wasn't leaving with us. Tommy. Yeah. It it looked like Ansia. What a fucking dragon! No, it didn't. It looked like Rogar. No. Who Rogar was fighting? He he spoke. He looked. He had the memories of Ansia. Oh, hell, not Karnak. Now he's he's the he's the guy that Rogar got the sword off in the first place. I'm pretty sure. Is he's not he's not Ansia. Ansir was one of us. He's dead. I, I know. I, I had a dream. He I know that wasn't Ansir. My dream was real. That's not Ansir. But that thing has taken Ansir's body. Or maybe he was just fucking with us. Because, I mean, I look like... Or maybe he... Yeah, maybe he's... I look he's like Disguise, but... Dude, he had memories. He knew who I was. I, I know fuck all about devils. Maybe, maybe they can do that. Or maybe... He, Maybe he is using Ansir's body. I don't know. 
That's creepy as fuck, though. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm just going to kind of... And then I'm going to kind of remember... I remember how much um, the death of Ansir affected Sophia. And I'll just take a moment. I'm just going to kind of like put my hand on her shoulder and be like, uh, it, whatever it was, it wasn't him. It couldn't have been him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ansir probably would have fucking shanked Rogar if he could have. <laughs> uh, finding out what path he's gone down. But but no, he wouldn't have thrown his lot with devils. No, he would have. He would have get fought that with any strength he had. I I, I, I get what seeing his face again might, might have felt like and yeah he just got gotta push it out of his out of your mind you never know we we might see him again but whatever it is whatever he was ansir's gone he's you 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 you, you told me you saw him didn't you yeah in your when you decided to go and follow Kalenvor and he's the reason you did it it's not it's not and it can't be and look maybe maybe you should uh Tonight, while we're around a fire and that, go talk to Solara. And Solara maybe... doesn't know who he was. No, 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 no. Exactly. Go talk to her and maybe just just tell her about him. Tell her about who he was. Tell her about how he inspired you to take up the faith. You know, talk about some good stories and bring back some good memories of him. Don't let that thought be the last thing that you kind of have of Ansir. If just... we ever see him again. Can you just remind me? Oh, fucking shoot him. Be fine. Right, okay. Ruin his face. There you go. Great big fucking gaping hole where Ansir was. You won't see it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But I'll remind you. It's not him. It can't be him. Are we... Is it just Tommy and I? No, it's the whole group at the minute. Well, okay. well I, yeah. I, I I'll kind just of, leave it I, for now then. I kind of sort of was having that as a bit of a one-to-one yeah. part of, mm. of, of the main conversation. But yeah, we are all together. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so I, I filled Martin in, and I guess if he's got any questions, I can answer them as we're kind of making our way now, but but I think we'll, we'll need to fill each other in on the whole tale when we've got a bit of time. Martin, when you tell him, he's very hard to read, actually. He's a lot quieter than you may have expected from him as he just goes, my, 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 that's a, that's a peculiar tale. That's a... So you saw him go down. Is that what you're telling me? I didn't see him fully go down. No. I the last I saw of Rogar well, actually no, I saw him on the ground. But the last I saw of him properly, the Hell Knight Karnak was stood over him. Rogar was down as if he was praying to his god. I had him scoped in, Rogar saw me, and we had a moment. We had this moment where I looked at him and I said, I can take a shot effectively he knew that was my body language and he just said no i see and look to be honest this was all a fucking it's all fucking news to me i was not expecting any of this bollocks so i have no idea if that was part of his plan or not i don't know if he was trying to save me by not getting me to take the shot or whether if i'd taken the shot i'd have fucked his plan up and to be honest i wasn't i wasn't going to get involved the rest of us were going to be lucky to get out of here out there alive we very nearly didn't so yeah i left him to his own devices which to be fair he normally wants anyway martin just sort of nods doesn't seem to want to add any extra comment to that just sort of accepts what you say to him and 
with this little bit of explanation, I assume you guys are probably trying to find a decent place to camp down for the night and get some sleep after a uh, rather terrible evening. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Some some HP back would be nice for most of us, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind, like, I don't need all that much back, but I don't mind doing, like, some watches maybe, just because just we are still effectively in enemy territory. Mm-hmm. But actually, well, in fairness... R4 can just power down and be alert anyway, can't he? Effect. He doesn't sleep, he just... doesn't. He needs a certain amount of time to just turn off completely, but then otherwise he's awake. I think it's four hours? Yeah, so I can I can sit about for four hours while he does that, and then I'll get my sleep afterwards. Yeah, it's four hours per day to recharge his battery. Is that kind of like solar panel charging? I like to think that he's got like a little um, internal engine that is nigh impossible to build or understand, and it just recharges itself through the night. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. So, and you bed down for the night, and who's taking first watch then? It'll be me. I'll do first watch. I'm still quite still quite wired after that escape. Okay. On first watch. I mean, unless you want to talk about anything beforehand, now that you're in a slightly more comfortable position before everyone goes to sleep. Actually, yeah. Why don't why don't why don't I fill? Why don't Solara and I kind of fill you in on our adventures over the um over the orc side and what we found out from within what I found out from within the um orc leader's tent as well. I won't go through it all again, but effect effectively, I'll fill you in so you 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 now know. I'm not going to hold anything back. You'll now know everything that I know about that. And I also might have a look at these boots that I nicked as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can take a bit of time throughout the evening to uh, check them. I mean, Solara will give them a look over. I'll tell you what they are. Oh, no, we left Rogar with all that shit with him. Yeah, well, I mean, you could have run into the... the um, no, I'm the just trying to think fight. of what we lost. To be fair, it was all his stuff. It's not like it was a group party stuff. I know, but, but and, and to be fair, it will all still be there. <laughs> I'm not going back. I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, there's four grand of gold there and a diamond. Just yeah, I'm going. I'm, go, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sneak back um, after the camp's been raised and see if there's anything left. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So what you find is the uh, when you inspect these boots, they are the boots of the Winterlands. They are a wondrous item that requires attunement. These furred boots are snug and feel quite warm. While you wear them, you gain the following benefits. You have resistance to cold damage, you ignore difficult terrain created by ice or snow, and you can tolerate temperatures as low as minus 50 degrees Fahrenheit without any additional protection. If you wear heavy clothes, you can tolerate temperatures as low as minus 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Cool. Achievement? Yes. Well, anything that's good requires a yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on to them for now and see. That's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Is that all you're doing before sleep? Are you going to film us in, Sophia, on nope. the stuff you found out? Nope. nope. We okay. are not in the correct company. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing that I needed to say nope. I couldn't have said in front of Martin. Nope. But... Exactly. What? Was... What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Martin's your friend. Yeah, and he's a hero. Is he? Vis-a-vis, he may have been involved in all the shit that you brought upon us. Kind of stands to reason, yeah. Heroics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, it, it's fine. I'm just trying to blag you. 
Sophia, are you taking a moment to talk to Solara about uh, Ansir and stuff? Like anything specific you wanted to say? Or she just generally catching see, up? She didn't see Ansir. Nope. No, I, th- I, th- I just thought you might want to like talk about... No, no, no. I'm, of... ju- no I'm just yeah. trying to like give her some background about him. And Did they know each other? No. no she came to the party afterwards. Bloody hell. But I think you talked about him... Previously. previously yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll tell her... About how we met him and the throwing the dog a bone malarkey. Because that was the same day. <laughs> it was. And all the things that happened, him introducing us. Well, how we went to the Doom Guide and said to go rescue him, slash go find out where the fuck he is. And how he kind of joined us in our crusade. And how when he died... So nobly being pushed off the roof by Rogar, how he came to me in a dream to try and save me from what I assume is the Whispering Man, and how I know without a shadow of a doubt that that was not him. That's not our faith, his and my faith, and that someday I'm going to have to find out or destroy that body. She listens intently and nods along, and then at one point when you're talking about Ansir, you know she gets kind of a faraway look in her eyes, and she just sort of responds to you and goes, yeah, he, he wasn't at all like what I expected when we met. It's kind of surprising. What? What are you talking about? You didn't meet him. She kind of blinks a few times, and you watch blood trickle from her nose. And she okay? kind of... Yeah, I... Well, head rush. And she kind of wipes the blood away from her face. She goes, I, I, you know what? It's, it's late. I'm, I'm going to go lay down. Yeah, yeah, I need, I need to sleep. Um, good, good night. And she walks off to find a spot to just lie down by herself. I kind of... Well, see if you can remember something else, anything else. And I kind of tuck her in. So, Tommy, you're taking the first watch. Yeah. As you're presumably posted up somewhere nearby, scanning the area with your rifle, you're not the best at night, but you're doing what you can. You're very perceptive, just generally. So if you can't see something, maybe you can hear something sneaking up on you if needed. You look around, and I assume occasionally you'll cast your eye back over where everyone's sleeping just to make sure everyone's fine. You do that periodically, every 10 minutes, maybe. About the third or fourth time you do it, you look over, and Martin's gone. How do you lose the kingpin? He's fucking massive. Yeah, but he's um he he moves quietly when he wants to. He, um yeah. So I'm gonna um I think you know. Have I got he... any of my animals with me? I'm guessing I. Well, unless you brought any in, I don't think you did. Well, no, I had a load of hyenas and a bear. Yeah, you sent them round the, the far end of the camp, which is where the devils were roaming. Oh, okay, they're dead then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll, I'll kind of shrug. I think that's a bit odd. Did he just move? Did he go for a piss or something? I'll, I'll carry on looking back out for a little while, and then I guess I'll, I'll glance back again and see if he's come back. You see no sign or trace of him. I might go back and um, investigate, see if all his stuff's gone as well. Yeah, you when you look over where he was... Uh, laying down. His his bedroll is empty. 
you don't see his uh, pack or anything like that that he would have slept with. It's all just gone. Do me a perception check. Okay. Uh, 14. 14. You, you're you looking around the area, just trying to see if you can catch movement or anything like that, and you, you cast your eye over Martin's stuff, and just almost imperceptibly, you just catch the slightest little crackle of green sparks just trace through the thin, the thin air below you, and then they disappear, as if left over some sort of residue. Hmm. Uh, well, he's buggered off then. I'm guessing, kind of thinking to myself, do I, is it worth waking the others for that? kind of want everyone to get a good night's sleep, to be honest, but I don't know. I'm guessing, yeah, now Rogar's gone, he's not got any reason to stick around. Tommy, do me a, another perception check. A 25 on this one. 25. You hear behind you the sounds of cracking twigs, and you turn quickly, not knowing if you're going to see Martin or something else, as a large green figure starts to walk out of a little bit of wood and shadows around you. And that's where we're going to end the episode. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> Please tell me it's not a naked orc. <laughs> <laughs> or a naked a half orc. Why why would you not want it to be? <laughs> I want it to be. I want it to oh, be. Don't worry, it's just Mandarax. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> why? <laughs> Oh man! Well, that was a session. Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> that was a session. Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah. Well, one of your um, party doesn't transcend into a dragon every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't get given to given the option to wipe your own character off the face of the earth with um, demonic artillery every day either. <laughs> <laughs> session of first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not normally speechless on the pod. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I aspire to. Shock and awe. Yeah. Say so when if you if you're ever in doubt, everything's coming up, Rogar. Oh <sighs> uh, no! Every, every, everything's coming up, whispering man. I'm not sure if Rogar's capable yeah. of sentient thought anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're doomed. I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe we should just join forces with Hal Knight Karnak and go after um, the Whispering Man and all the demons. <laughs> hey. That oh, might wouldn't be, it be uh, awful? Yeah. That might be the option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's got Atlas on his side. Atlas is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Well, that was. Uh, I think that was one hell of a session. And. Uh, Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plots. If you did enjoy the show, check us out on Patreon. We're there, patreon.com slash gtmp. Lots of different tiers that you can look at with different rewards and fun things that you can get if you sign up. If you want to just chat to us generally, we're all on Twitter. I'm there as at Treason No. My players are there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it. And we also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, which has lots of lore and details and things like that. And, I mean, I guess I'll turn you over to my uh, co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. I guess I must go back to the uh, the, the, the good old standard there. Uh, 
<laughs> if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Wrestling and the Lost Art of Podcasting. They're available on all good podcast providers. You can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe and Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, not Europe anymore. <laughs> And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you can't. So over to Tommy for the letter Z, or Z, if you're American, which is, yeah, the end of his big book. And proving that he can read as he's got all the way to Z. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, Z's a fucking difficult one, isn't it? Not a lot of weapons beginning with Z. Most weapons you think begin with Z actually being with X. And they're all Greek. So, the Zua, which is a lit- which literally translates as the claw, is an ancient Chinese staff weapon. It was the mid-range weapon of Sun Tzu in the Deadliest Warrior show, which is where I found this from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, basically, it's designed to take away the enemy's shield. It looks like a giant tiger claw on a stick. You know, it's uh, I think it's more of an intimidation weapon, really, when you're swinging around a fucking metal tiger claw on the end of a stick. It scares people, you know? Well, you take someone's, take someone's eye out with that thing. But, I don't know. Practicality? Uh, I mean, nobody else really did this, did they? Nobody else thought, let's just stick a fucking bear claw on the end of a stick. It's not... It's not really the uh, the best way to fight with a pole arm. You know, you want a spike on the end. You want a halberd. You want something like that. A tiger claw, I think, yeah, fine, great. You can get it over the rim of a shield. You can pull it down. You can slap someone in the face with it. But but once you get past the tiger claw bit, and it's not really much, you know, it's not a, not a double threat weapon, is it? It's it's just that. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to give that two daggers up. You know, it looks looks impressive. Probably looks quite nice in a museum. But nah, nah I don't think, think I want to wield that in a battle. And I have a joke for you all. And it's a joke about a character that one of us has played. So, Flodo Boggins, the halfling rogue, gets caught stealing by the city guard and thrown into jail. Fortunately, that night, she manages to slip through the bars and begins abseiling down the outside of the tower using her bedsheets. One of the guards outside notices. He turns to his mate and he says, Here! The little thieving bugger's climbing down the wall. His mate replies, No, that's a little condescending. Oh. God. <laughs> Why? Why take my character's name in vain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just fit. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> like like I said, Zed is very hard. Um... To be fair, last time I said zombie, and I just kept coming across zombie. But I found one, which is a Zartan, which is a huge turtle that lives in the sea. Funnily enough, Zartan shells could easily measure 100 feet in diameter. They plod across the land, each step sending shockwaves through the ground severe enough to unsettle structures. Dim-witted, the Zartan lurches onward, expressing its rage through trumpeting calls and the occasional boulder or blasted de- debris is used from its cavernous maw. Bit like my daughter. Hey, that's my dad. 
The thing's big enough to be the island that that whole uh, group of turtles grew up on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, well, just as a, a little bonus here for those of you who listen right to the end of our podcast, congratulations, everyone, for defeating the Shimmering River Camp. You all level up. Bloody hell, the ones that survived. Da, da, da. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Rogar leveled oh, he, up like five bajillion. Up. <laughs> five fucking bajillion. <laughs> oh, yeah. that means a level three rogue. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out how fun all that is next week. And thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Cheers, bye. Hey. See ya. Hey there. I'm Emily. I'm Erica. And we're your new best friends, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice replied. <laughs> mm-hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. <laughs> Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.